0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the football law of probability. As it pertains to BYU quarterbacks this week, will Tanner Mingle play? If so, how much? BYU's all-time leading rusher, Harvey
1: Unga tells us what's going right on offense and the advice he gave the running backs last
0: week. Plus, we go live to the BYU football offices to hear from the Cougar coaching staff. How does BYU get to 5-2? Let's go.
2: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from
0: Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Tuesday, October 13th, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who wants to cast Don Cheadle as a Klingon at some point, Jerem Jordan. Sure, man. Don Cheeto
1: was uh money in Hotel Rwanda. Has that Iron guy man. ever had a
0: bad role? Has he ever done anything poorly? Every in a movie?
1: Every actor has some movie that you've n- never heard of. Just go to their IMDB list, you're like, what? I didn't know when they started, when they're young, yes. Will Smith has been in bad movies. I didn't see focus, but that was probably a bad movie, right? No one's talking about it. <laughs> Will Smith was in a bad movie. It happens. You throw some interceptions. Who leads BYU BYU in interceptions all the time?
0: Ty Etmer. Who leads BYU in touchdowns? Ty Etmer. Right? It happens. That's a good point. Everybody has, even Tom Hanks had his Joe versus the Volcano moment.
1: I like Joe versus the Volcano. All right. I just saw the movie Big for the first time like a month ago. Great movie. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. I liked it a lot. Yeah.
0: Welcome to society. In America, I welcome didn't, to I didn't pop kno-
1: culture. I didn't know that was the movie. It's to one of them. Me. It's one of
0: them. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation, ready to go, but not before we get to this fantastic tweet from Johnny Linehan. yesterday. All he does is fake punt. Now the punter <laughs> sends out this. Just got word from the NCAA saying I've been randomly selected for drug testing! Exclamation point! I knew my arms looked too big carrying the ball like a kiwi. It's funny that he says that, given the Will Greer Florida stuff, <laughs> right? The
1: I don't time, think he the timing knew. of that tweet is yeah, that timing fantastic. Is
0: yeah, yeah. Weird day in college football though, top mm-hmm. to bottom. Florida's quarterback suspended for using performance enhancing drugs. Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach of South Carolina at Florida, head ball coach, retires effective immediately, and then the Steve Sarkeesian news at USC that he's fired as the head coach also effective immediately. Now, with the Sark situation, I want to say this. We wish him the best. I feel like he will be back at some point. Incredible football mind. Obviously, huge contributor to one of the very few special seasons in BYU football history. 1996-14-1. He's a gracious guy. We wish him all the best. Steve, get better, man. Amen. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Injury news out of BYU football. Tanner Mangum. The quarterback, linebacker Harvey Longy, nose tackle Travis Tuiloma, and defensive back Micah Hanneman are all probable. Hopefully
1: they can go. That'd be good. boy has been banged up a little bit. Tanner Mangum is on the College Football Performance Awards midseason list of 31 players for the National Player of the Year. He's also one of eight stars of the week from the Manning Award. One of those eight will win the weekly award from a vote on the Allstate Sugar Bowl Facebook page this Thursday.
0: Kyle Collinsworth, one of 20 players on the Bob Cousy Point Guard of the Year award list given by the College of the Holy Cross.
1: That's where Bob Cousy went to school.
0: It all makes sense now. Kyle also among the nation's top 20 guards on Sports Illustrated's list, and he is listed as number 26 on CBS Sports' top 100 basketball players regardless of position. That's, that's interesting news to me. Number 26? It's nice. pretty good. It's pretty good. BYU women's volleyball also up in the rankings, Jerem to number 13. Yeah,
1: they host Gonzaga Thursday night uh, on BYU TV, and they they continue to stay in the top fifteen. Soccer's number five. They lead the country in attendance. Cross country killing it right now, both men and women. It's a great time to be a cougar, man. It's a
0: great time to rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. The probability of probably playing. Tanner's status is probable um, at this point. Is it just a hamstring? It is. Yep. The head coach Bronco Mendenhall says Tanner Mangum is probable to play on Friday against the Cincinnati Bearcats dealing with a hamstring issue. Knowing what you know now and having seen what you did on Saturday night, that sets up today's Twitter question.
1: What do you expect from Tanner Mangum on Friday night? First tweet, at BYU Tattoo. That's an interesting handle. I expect Tanner Mangum to keep doing Tanner Mangum things and put the Cougars in a good place to win the game. All he does is win in the clutch. I tend to agree with that one. Now, how how affected will he be? We'll discuss in a moment.
0: At JV Fiso, I want Tanner healthy and ready to play, but I hope he's working with Bo this week to get him prepared to Bo Hodge.
1: Yeah. Yes, Brady Bo Bo Hodge. Will Bo Hodge see the field? Bo Hodge is from outside Cincinnati, by the way. He's from Fort Thomas, Kentucky, which is on the border of Ohio. He's, he's from Cincinnati, basically. So this game means a little more for Bo Hodge. Also uh, pointed out to me by at uh, FFEJERYC. <laughs> the, what? Yeah I, don't, yeah, I can't spell it. Uh, Merrill Hodge went to Idaho State, so there's an Idaho connection again for a BYU quarterback. Taysom Tanner Bo. Bo Hodge. Yeah, what a week
0: for Bo Hodge. His dad Merrill has open heart surgery. We saw him last night on a yeah, treadmill on yeah. Sports Center looking good, which is great news. And then, then he, gets gets a, he gets thrown into a crazy scenario, and now he might have to play against Cincinnati, where he's, that's his hometown, essentially.
1: Here's my guess complete guess, no insider info here, complete guess. Uh, Tanner Mangum will will play, won't be the same, right? Uh, won't be able to scramble out of the pocket, and then maybe Bo Hodge plays depending. On the health of Tanner Mangum. But Bo Hodge has to be ready. And his preparation will certainly be different this week than it was in the middle of the game getting thrown in last week.
0: I get the feeling that BYU is collectively thinking, and this is purely speculation on my part, but I I get the feeling that it's if we can just get past Cincy, then Tanner can rest for the Wagner game and during the bye week, and hopefully get close to 90 or 100% by the time the Cougars play at San Jose State in early November.
1: You would have three weeks, essentially, between games, like 20 days. It's a Friday at San Jose State. It's a Friday uh, this game. So it would be three weeks uh, for Tanner Mangum, you know?
0: Let's look at this on the surface, okay, for what it is. Let's scratch it. As you referenced, Jerem, Tanner is less mobile. That means, first of all, he has to get the ball out faster. He's thrived out of the
1: pocket. He really has. Some of his best throws this year. Now, you, you fast forward from the Boise, Nebraska and Boise State game. He's stayed in the pocket more. He's developing as a quarterback. You saw a three-touchdown, no-pick performance in the last game against East Carolina. Cincinnati's def- defense is on par or worse than East Carolina's. The offense, a different story. But BYU attacking Cincinnati? BYU's going to put up points. It's going to be if the defense can keep BYU in that game.
0: BYU's been in this situation before in the bronco Mendonal era. John Beck had a high ankle sprain his senior year. 6 And was limited in mobility, but still effective. And and sat
1: out a game. He sat out Jason the Utah Beck State came game, in, yeah. who we expect to hear from later on in the show. We'll talk to him about Tanner Mangum. Did he practice last night? Did he practice this morning?
0: The part that hurts is Tanner is so effective while he scrambles. When he extends a play, how many times have we seen him make... An incredible touchdown throw or a long pass play while he is on the move. He'll just have to be a little more decisive. That's the thing. And then BYU
1: has to be able to run the ball. If BYU BYU can't run the ball, they're going to be in serious trouble in this game. And I mean run it more than they have, and effectively. That way Tanner Mangum can hand off instead of having to plant, look, look, move a little bit in the pocket and throw. All of that affects the hamstring. He only has so many effective throws. Uh, on an affected hamstring, in my opinion.
0: Certainly. BYU's running backs and offensive line will carry a heavier load on offense to make Tanner Mangum's life easier.
1: I think Samwise said it correctly.
0: Share the load.
1: <laughs> what else you got Who, for you, yeah, who's Yeah, is Tanner Frodo and the running backs or Sam? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Wow. We've got a Klingon reference in now. and we've got You, Lord of you the brought the rings. Klingon know, reference baby. in. I had to go there. I was challenged. And then Star Wars, that's coming that's yeah, that's up quick, the by the way. That's Two on months, the five days, no one's counting. Okay, third. so we've talked. Tanner's less mobile. Get the ball out faster. Not a ton of scrambling. Running back's going to have to pick up the load, as will the offensive line. Getting Bo Hodge ready just in case. They've had a full week now, and so Bo can go into this game with the mentality of, okay, now it's not just like, oh, i got to go in. Now it's okay. Now I have an expectation that I, I might need to play a totally different scenario. Jason, Just assume that you're going to play. Jason Beck is, is, has figured this out over I the past assume, couple of I seasons. I assume
1: every day you're going to pass out and I'm going to have to host. Just in case. Just in, Just in case. case. Right? No, you look at Bo Hodge's situation. You mentioned it. Um, family situation with dad and surgery. And luckily, everything's okay. But that's, that can always be a little scary. Certainly. There's, there's no such thing as minor surgery. Okay? So that, that's tough. Also, he got off that yellow bus. Six months ago or whatever. Five months ago. Okay? He was in high school. In Cincinnati area. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Tanner Mangum's the guy. He's probably not going to have to come in. You're one play away, but that's not real until you're actually in there. Okay, So this week, uh, Coy Detmer is now the scout squad quarterback. It used to be split with Bo. is trying to expedite the experience process with Tanner Mangum by giving him a lot, if not all of the, the snaps in practice with the ones, and I imagine the twos as well. So now Bo Hodge takes more snaps. If Tanner Mangum doesn't practice a couple days this week, I don't care. Rest him. But if Bo Hodge can get that experience, feel good, feel more confident, get a couple of plays that he's really comfortable with and variables off of that, then you've got a shot to be successful. Because BYU just ran the ball to try and milk some clock, for some reason snapped the ball with uh, more than 15 seconds on the play clock in that situation. I still don't know what happened there. But there's an opportunity for Bo to be successful because he is a runner who can pass the ball well. That's his thing. He was a monster. Used to be a receiver in high school. Played quarterback his senior year. Had the top play on center as a runner. Put him, Robert and I will put him in situations to succeed. It's a different offense. He's more of a Taysom Hill type. Yeah,
0: more of a Taysom Hill type offense with Bo Hodge in the lineup. And both quarterbacks are sharing their reps right now for sure. Bronco Mendenhall touched on that yesterday.
1: Um, just Bo will be with the, with our offense the entire week and just in case and getting as grooved in as, as many reps as he possibly can, um, around whatever Tanner gets to try to make sure they're both ready. First start for Tanner Mangum was against his hometown of Boise State. Bo Hodge could come off the bench. He could start. Who knows what happens with Tanner this week against the hometown team
0: of Cincinnati. Ooh, good find. How much can Bo Hodge really do right now, though? Bronco alluded to that as well. Ability to create. He runs
3: really well, and he does throw it well as well. So more of um, Taysom-type offense if Bo is in, maybe less Tanner. But again, we have to customize the offense
0: for Tanner predominantly, so there's a limited package we could do with Bo. The whole playbook was open to Taysom Hill. Then he gets injured. Tanner Mangum comes in. And the playbook is slowly getting bigger for Tanner with that emphasis on the pass.
1: Senior to freshman thing. Abilities aside, just now senior to freshman. Now you
0: go with the freshman off of his mission that spent some time around the program as a gray shirt to a guy that was in high school. Went to prom earlier <laughs> less this year. than a year like, ago.
1: Like, it is what it is. Bo Hodge is a really good athlete. He looks amazing, uh, you know, in practice, physically. He's still learning. He's still progressing. But but as we saw uh, last Saturday, for this Friday's game, a hobbled Tanner Mangum might be your, is, is your best option. Oh, let's face it. BYU needs totally, right? Tanner Mangum. Bo, yet, yet, Bo Hodge needs to be ready. Have we learned nothing from college football this year? If you are a backup, hang in there. You'll probably get a shot. Ammon Olsen and Jay Keeps, if they had not transferred, they would have played a lot. I brought it up before. Ammon Olsen would have played one game less than than Taysom Hill had he stayed and been the, the fill-in last year and this year. Now, it might have been Tanner Mangums, but the point is, if you're a backup, you got
0: to be ready, man. You will play. Which is why I want Taysom Hill to come back. BYU needs multiple good quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- and that's another subject.
0: 2016.
1: That <laughs> oh, schedule. Who in their right mind is like, yeah, Taysom, just leave. Nope. No. 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 Well, what if we get what if? What if a volcano erupts right now? You don't work in what ifs. You work in reality, and the reality is Taysom Hill's been hurt three uh, of the last four years. I get it. You need Bring him back. You need Try depth at quarterback. Bring back. That's another the more, subject.
0: Yes, ask Ohio State. It's awesome. Yes, Cardell Jones is playing terrible. Oh, we'll just put in J.T. Barrett, who was the man before Cardell came in,
1: who was the top ten Heisman Trophy guy,
0: the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. Are you kidding me?
1: Uh, they, they're so loaded, they play Braxton Miller riders right here. You know, that he, makes me sick with jealousy. I know. Now, here, <laughs> here
0: is another reality. We are talking about one of the premier freshman players, not just quarterbacks, freshman players in the entire country, and that brings us to our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU
0: Sports Nation
1: stat of the day. Tanner Mangum is fourth in the NCAA among freshmen in completion percentage at 62.5. He's doing a really nice job. Really nice job, Fourth sixty-two and a half percent. Yeah, I I think Tanner Mangum's playing as good as as good as a freshman quarterback can play, and at BYU historically, freshmen have not been good um, for for BYU at quarterback. Typically, this is a place where you have an upperclassman, but it's twenty fifteen. It's kind of a different era. It's new. We knew going into the season that if Taysom Hill got hurt, it was going to be Tanner Mangum's rodeo, and it
0: has been. And BYU was four and two with two more home games in October. We've spent the majority of this first 15 minutes talking about the offense and understandably so because Tanner Mangum is the captain of that offense and the quarterback is the number one position. Makes everything happen. But BYU's defense with a limited Tanner will need to play a bigger role. The good news there is Harvey Longy, Travis Tuiloma, Micah Hanneman, Jordan Prater all expected to be back and playing. Michael Shelton as well. Yeah, Michael Shelton as well. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What do you expect from Tanner Mangum on Friday night? Let's get to the Twitter machine.
2: It's Twitter time.
0: At Bridger Hill says, Peyton Manning-esque mobility. <laughs> oh, boy. Brett Favre-esque results. Oh, the O-line so maybe will picks? not give up a sack. That might be the boldest thing I have heard all week. Wow. Okay, BYU is allowed. 16. 20, 21 sacks. Oh, 20, they, including Taysom. Tan, Tanner
1: Mangum is the sixth most sacked quarterback in America, by the way.
0: Cincinnati on the other end of that, by the way. They've only given up six sacks, like one a game. And sacked six times. They've wow. only sacked,
1: they sacked 1.25 to a game. That's it? That's not a
0: lot. At WI 86 WI None. Let's just hope, lots of hope he plays. Hope he stays healthy. Hope he has some mobility. Hope he continues where he left off with ECU. Up next, BYU's all-time leading rusher, Harvey joins us to talk about Algie Brown. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Inside BYU Football airs tonight, 7.30 Eastern time, an all-access look at BYU football, what happened against East Carolina, uh, behind the scenes with Tanner Mangum, don't call me Taylor Magnum or Connor Magnum. Uh, You can check it out tonight, 7.30 Eastern time
0: on BYU TV. The drama behind what happened on that final drive, as seen from the sideline, with players mic'd up on the sideline, really cool stuff coming with Inside BYU Football, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Our Twitter question, what do you expect from Tanner Mangum on Friday night? Bronco Mendenhall told us that he's probably going to play. How much? We don't know. And that Bo Hodge just might see the field as well. So what do you expect from the magnificent Tanner Mangum on Friday night? At Pterodactyl Farm says,
1: Pterodactyl Farm? The That's Taylor awesome.
0: Magnum is going <laughs> to make the worst defense they've seen so far look quite silly. Wow. Cincinnati Taylor,
1: Taylor is going to do. I work, don't know man. that
0: Cincinnati has the worst defense BYU's seen thus far. I think it's UConn or maybe East Carolina.
1: Listen, it's the it's the era of T names at BYU. Yeah, Taylor, Sander, Tyler, Hawes, Tanner, Mangum, Taysom Hill, Tom Homel, Tom Haverford. All these guys, man.
0: Timmer Fredette. Timmer Fredette. Yeah,
1: yeah. Those guys may as it. well be
0: joining us now in Studio B. Nice enough to join us in person is the man, BYU's all-time leading rusher, Harvey Unga. Harvey wel- Unga, Welcome Tar-by. back to Studio B. Carvey. Carvey's better. Carl Malone. Look <laughs> at his facial guys. hair,
2: man. What's going on? Um, I got lazy. You got you lazy? You got yeah. lazy. It looks good. Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Something different, I guess.
0: Yeah, you got to mix not, it you're up. You're not right? working
2: for Brigham. You're fine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. I feel like I'm always working for Brigham, though. Are you working for Brigham? I feel like it. You are working for the running backs recently, uh, it sounded like. I wouldn't say working. With? With. Helping.
1: Hanging. Hanging out. Verbs. Playing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so Alderman <laughs> Brown that. and the homies said that you you watched them film together and you yes. gave them some advice? What, yeah. When did this happen? What did you say?
2: Um. Last week, f- Wednesday? Man, I short-term memory loss um concussions it's cool yeah well luckily i haven't had any well that you know that you know you know know know. no i uh i i met up with them wednesday last week and um yeah Algie had uh we were just you know shooting text messages and whatnot and, and he was saying hey you know if you got some time i'd love to 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 watch some film break some film down and um it uh I didn't know what I could help him with, but it ended up turning into about an hour and a half long film session. And uh there was there was a lot of good things that we we talked about, um a lot of things that I I felt he could work on, um a lot of things that he uh he had learned. Um and then going into the game, man, it was it was amazing cuz the things that we had talked about, you know, during that film session, he was applying it to the field um and and not just applying it but he was you know he was killing it um you know with, with the things that we were talking about and going over and stuff and so it was it was fun what were those things we we went over um i guess like his running style like so don't i don't know if fans really care but i was talking with coach mcbride they care about what you well okay so think. so Coach Coach McBride and I have a, a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, was was uh, talking with him last week, and you know we, we were talking about different running styles and running backs, um, things that that good running backs do, and there was a couple things that I felt Algie could do that would help his his running style. He's a hard runner, super hard runner, um, and and he's a big he's a big back at that. But a lot of times when you have big backs. Um, it's hard for us to move around as well as these little scat backs, but one of the tricks and it's a simple small trick that that I you know talked to him about um was was whenever he's running, even if he's running laterally um if he's taking a sweep or a pitch or something like that, if he can keep his shoulders going north and south and have his hips turning while he's running, that enables him to open up his cuts a lot easier than if he's turned completely sideways trying to make a cut you know on on a 90 degree angle as opposed to if he's got his you know shoulders square he's able to turn his hips it, it opens up his his vision so instead of seeing one direction when he's turned completely one way he's able to see the whole field and 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 have a you know a good idea of where he's going to run and there's a couple times he you know he uh he had his shoulders turned sideways and uh, he came back to the sideline. and i i uh I was on the sideline a few times and was talking to him, and he's like, I, I get what you're saying, and it was cool to see something like that because he gets it, he knows it, and then when he goes out and does it, it works. Um, and one of the, the last plays of the game, you know, it was uh, it, it was exactly what we had talked about. I told him, you know, be patient on your runs because the, the team, you know, they like to flow a lot, and it, it, uh, a lot of times when you try to hit the, the gap hard on fast-flowing teams, you end up running into the defenders. So take your time. Keep your shoulders square and, and uh, you know, do yourself a favor and, and make uh, easier cuts and have your vision. Because given football, is pretty much, it's all your vision. You know, whatever you see is, is you know, to your advantage. But when you take away that dimension, you don't see anything here. All you see is here. It's hard. There was a moment when I was talking to Brian
0: Logan during the game on Saturday night up on the BYU TV sports set where Algie kind of put a little shimmy shake into that move, and you, you mentioned he's a he's a, he's a downhill <laughs> runner. And Brian looked at me, and he said, "Oh, that's that's him working with Harvey." That is, <laughs> I'm watching Harvey right
2: nah, now. Nah, that's, that's Algie. I, I won't take that. That's <laughs> Algie. Algie. Algie's a skilled player, man. And and people, you know, they think he is a big back, but he can move. You know, he and Francis, they're, they're amazing runners. The the, the God given talent that they have, it, it, uh, it it's amazing to watch and see. And especially right now. Um, you know, just with uh with Francis, him him coming up, man. It's it's gonna be awesome to see him run the ball some more. So um and I'm sure, you know, Marky's he he's gonna use Francis as well and, and uh you know, get him some more touches and get him into a rhythm, but um you know, I I think Algie's he's uh, he's turning a what do you call it, new leaf, whatever that phrase is. Turn over a new leaf? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and, and and he's been hurt, um, but now that he's healthier, it's, he's been way more effective. Then there's Francis Bernard, um, who two games ago was a key cog in that win over UConn. Yeah. What's, what's the story on Francis Bernard? Who is this guy? Where is he from, and how did, he, how did BYU get him?
2: He, young dude from Harriman. Um, missionary guy, uh, B, BYU. I, I think a lot of people um, overlooked him, to be honest. Cause the kid, I, I remember there was a camp that I did with uh, a couple NFL players back in like 2010, I think it was. And Francis was it was up in Harriman. Um, it was it was his team camp, and I remember watching him. And the kid was amazing. Like compared to who he was going up against, he made everybody look dumb. Like the kid, but at the same time, when I saw him, he was like 190, 200 pounds. <laughs> So I I didn't know you know what would come of it, but I just remember seeing him run the way he was running his routes. He could catch the ball, um, and then just you know his the way that he could cut and uh, just just all those intangibles. It was it was cool to see, but I think he was one of those that was was under the radar and and uh, was a was a steal for BYU. And I think um, I don't know personally, I feel like he and I were in the same boat. Not not the most highly recruited players coming out of high school, but um, we uh, are somewhat good at what we do. You've got it You did, <laughs> you did, you got- <laughs> you did <a> okay. <laughs> we, yeah. You
0: did all right. Harvey Unga with us in studio. BBYU's all-time leading rusher. We just broke down the running backs at length. Now let's switch over to the quarterback conversation and get to our Twitter question. With Tanner Mangum hobbled a little bit with that hamstring issue, Harvey, what do you expect from Tanner on Friday night against Cincinnati?
2: Limited plays. I think... Tanner Magnum is uh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I. Uh, I think no. I think he'll. I mean, if I was coaching, I, I I'd uh, obviously play day to day and and see where he's at. But um, right now, I think I'd be giving a lot of the snaps to to Bo. Um, you know, letting him get comfortable with the offense, get into rhythm, um, help him settle into the pocket a little bit more. You can tell with the. Uh, you know him being a young player um i don't know if he's trusting his his arm right now um i know he trusts his legs cuz he he can run but um i think you know if, if coach can uh you know help instill that in him and let him know you know hey you know you're a good quarterback Sit in the pocket make your reads um then you know then make something happen um i think it'd be good for us but um if if i mean if tanner feels like he's healthy he's ready to play i'm sure he's going to play so I, uh, I hope he plays just because I love watching the kid play. But um, if it's a bad thing and it's a bad hamstring, I'd probably let him just chill out for a little yeah. bit personally.
1: And that's part of the conversation is BYU has Wagner the next week. Right. They have a bye week and then, and then another game. So th- there's a chance if, hey, if you can just kind of get through this, you can sit out two full weeks, right? But then you're playing the, the
2: what-if game. And the what and if game? What if, it's yeah. horrible. It's horrible because then you sit there and you do that and and you're playing what if and say he decides to scramble out of the pocket, and then it gets even worse than that. You know what I mean? You, are you really wanting to risk you know one game over the rest of the season? Because a torn hamstring, that's that's a long process to and come back
1: from. It seems like it's pulled. No one asked the question right. yesterday. Is it a pull? It, it it's not a tear. If it was a tear, he couldn't play.
2: Right? Yeah. No, I, I don't. No I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he could. Play on a tear. i don't think anybody can play on a tear yeah forget about maybe it. maybe adrian peterson but <laughs> I, um, yeah i don't know i, I just personally I, I uh like i said i hate the what if games yeah so
1: and, and and as a former running back max hall i think uh what had a ac joint issue after wyoming uh no one knew it still yeah. completes i think fourth and you know 18 yeah, no, there in that she... game but uh, with running backs uh, did you guys say okay we, we got to step it up a little bit to help him out was that Is that
2: part of the conversation oh, for sure, for sure i I, I told and, and we were talking about this I Me mean, Algie and Francis and I when we were watching film, I was telling them that in in all the years that you watch BYU succeed, there has been a dominant running game in the years that we were okay, the running game was almost non yeah, it was nonexistent it was just it was bad um so i think what, when you look at it um history doesn't lie and and i think with with that those guys really took into consideration you know the things we were talking about and and like i said they they're great students of the game they listen well they understand the game and and not not only that but to watch them then apply it to me that that just you know solidifies exactly what i had thought um into now what i know so it it's a uh, It's a good thing that they, you know, they they take the responsibility and that they're really, you know, trying to take the pressure off of Tanner, the wide receivers, the linemen. Um, And so it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how how much more they develop, because that that was only one session that we had, you know, and for them to kind of make those kind of strides on just one session. Man, it's it's uh, it's cool to see, you know, what else Marky's going to be teaching them and helping them out with and and, uh, working with. BYU at
0: the halfway point of the regular season 4 and 2 despite the injuries and the craziness and it's been a roller coaster what are your thoughts on the first 6 games of this 2015 BYU football season
2: Um obviously I'd want to be 6 and 0 but you know two games it's in in the career that I had here we the most games we lost was two and we started out early on at uh, like 4 and 2 um or yeah, I mean, most of the games I think that we did lose was early on in the season. It was the, you know first two few games of the season, and then went on to have eleven and two seasons, which is not a bad season at all. You oh, know? oh, I it's, take that every it every year, man. Every it's not, year, it's not a bad season at all. So I think there's you know they're sitting really well right now. Um, they they've got who is it? Um, Cincinnati, Mizzou, and Utah, Utah State, State was was the uh, the yeah. three that yeah that when I was looking at the schedule I think, you know, would be um the toughest battle. So I right now I think they're you know I think they're doing just fine. And and to have an eleven and two season at the end of the year, you know, with the bowl game and all, I think that's an awesome year. That's oh, a great year. That
1: would be crazy yeah. good.
2: That's a great year. Yeah. And and the two losses, I mean it uh
1: everyone's losing to Michigan.
2: Well <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, if 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 those two teams, you know, continue to win and... and um and do well, it just helps us as well. You know, it, it kind of um, gives us that little oomph to know that, you know, we didn't lose against bad teams. These are good teams that we, we lost against. So um, I, I think we're sitting just fine at 4-2. So.
0: Harvey Unger with us in Studio B. Harvey, we don't have a lot of time, but I know you, you did say you wanted to say something about the Steve Sarkeesian situation and I had a message for him.
2: Yeah, I mean, Steve, I uh, – I, Obviously, I don't I don't know you personally, um, but there's a, there's a lot of brothers that stand behind you. We love you, um, and and when we we talk about this band of brothers, it, it really is a band of brothers. I, I know there's been numerous people that have uh, reached out to you as far as my teammates, uh, former teammates, um, you know your teammates. I'm sure, but uh, we we love you. The fans support you. We support you, and, and we wish you the best and um, you know, we're here for you. If, if there's anything any of the brothers can do, uh, by all means, just let us know. And uh, just want to send our love out to you. Well said from Harvey Unga, BYU's all-time leading rusher.
0: Great to have you in studio, B. Harvey. Appreciate you thanks,
2: guys. Harvey. Hey, thanks. Appreciate we
0: it. unveil our latest Twitter contest up next, and food is involved. Harvey, you might want to stick around for that. I don't mind that. <laughs> I don't mind that. That's coming up next on BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Harvey didn't have a nickname. He didn't, right? BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Can you believe we're halfway through the BYU football season already? No. That was weird asking Harvey about that. Yeah, that is weird.
1: That means it's time for another BYU Sports Nation Twitter contest. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, and then enter our photo challenge. This time, it's this. Show us your game day grub. Game day grub. That's right. We want to see it. Snap a photo, selfie, group shot of the food you love to eat on game day. Post it to Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN.
0: At Big Uncle Pooh is the most excited person about this Twitter contest right now. The prize pack includes a football signed by... NFL Super Bowl champion and, and BYU tight end, great Dennis Pitta, aspiring BYU Sports Nation host as well. That's true. Future BYU Sports <laughs> <Not> future <laughs> Nation host. Future <laughs> aspiring. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey! BYU Sports Nation T-shirt, a BYUSN drawstring dual pocket backpack, blue goggles, Sounds fancy BYUSN football shaped stress ball, and a BYU Sports Nation wristband. It is the BYUSN need that N- stress ball right now. Pack man. packs. Hey. Dennis, I hope you're listening. <laughs> Contest runs from today through Tuesday, October 27th, 2015, ending at midnight Mountain Time. One entry per person. We cannot wait to see your game day grub tweets. Send them in. All right. That wraps that up, right? Yeah. Let's move on. Today's BYUSN headlines starting with BYU football injury news. Tanner Mangum Linebacker Harvey Longy, Travis Tuiloma, the newest tackle, and Micah Hanneman, defensive back, are all probable for BYU playing against Cincinnati on Friday night.
1: More on Mangum. He's on the College Football Performance Awards midseason list of 31 players for the National Player of the Year. He's also one of eight stars of the week from the Manning Award. There's a Facebook page you can vote on, uh, the Allstate Sugar Bowl Facebook page. Uh, One of those eight will win the weekly award announced Thursday.
0: Mr. Triple-Double, Kyle Collinsworth of BYU Basketball, one of 20 players on the Bob Cousy Point Guard of the Year Award Watch List. Kyle also among the nation's top 20 guards on Sports Illustrated's list and listed at number 26 overall regardless of position on CBS Sports' Top 100 college basketball players.
1: And BYU women's volleyball moves up to 13 from 15. The ladies host Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Thursday on BYU TV. Beat the Zogs. (laughs) Time to play
0: Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Deal. All right. We have the deal pickle with us on set. (laughs) We always do. (laughs) Shout out to Teddy Miner. Thank you for the deal pickle. Okay. Okay. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations, the proud sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal. Yeah, they, they didn't
1: sponsor Big Deal, No Deal.
0: No, they didn't. It's Big <laughs> Deal, No Deal. You're right. You're right. Okay, let's hang the deal pickle back up.
1: On your tree. Uh, yes. Known as the mic.
0: Yeah, my, my Christmas tree microphone. Are we going to get a Christmas tree? Uh, <laughs> Number one. Big deal, no deal. Tanner Mangum's hammy. Okay, why is that even? Why is that even listed? It's a big deal. It's, of course, it's a big deal. Physically, it's not a big hamstring. Is there anybody in the universe that no. knows anything about Next. BYU that Next. thinks that that's
2: not a big Next. deal? Number N- two. Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU. Uh, BYU's offense will be simplified this week.
1: I go big deal because this changes the game plan. Tanner Mangum's got to figure out a different way to do it, right? Is, I don't know how many injuries he's played with. Certainly none uh, at BYU that were to this degree. But this is a big deal because Robert. And everyone has to adjust. It's not just Tanner Mangum. It's the whole offense. It's the plays you call. It's the schemes. It's uh, in blocking, uh, rushing the ball, the routes that you run. That kind
0: of thing. To me, that's a big deal. I say it's a big deal, but I don't really know what it means. Yeah, that's true. What does it mean?
1: What is it? Double uh, rainbow? Until what does I see, it mean? Until
0: I see what the simplified version of the offense is on the field, I, I don't know whether it's a big deal or not. It might be that two or three plays have been switched out, and I, I don't know.
1: Tanner Mangum is negatively affected. That's a big deal.
0: That, is not, that was not the question. That was not the question. The offense will be simplified. It's, it's, there's a
1: negative effect on the offense.
0: Tanner Mangum. Maybe the simplification is good, and they're just maybe go That's and the thing. touchdowns. That's the thing. Probably I don't know. Not. No, I, so I say no deal. I don't know what it means. Number three.
2: Big deal, no deal. Cincinnati fifth in the nation in total
0: offense.
1: What fifth, big deal? The, what these guys are really good. These guys are fifth in offense. Three eighty six a game. BYU just gave up five eighteen in total offense to an East Carolina team that reminds me of Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's better. Um, but fifth in total offense and passing. That's a big deal. They're going to sling it. Cincinnati doesn't know who the quarterback is yet. Hayden Moore and Gunner Keel will compete this week. Whoever it is, BYU, this is BYU's biggest uh, passing offense challenge of the season. Now, the last time BYU had this, it was Josh Rosen, and BYU met the challenge. Here's the deal, though. Uh, Cincinnati also a good rushing team. T- to me, it's a big deal. BYU's defense is on alert because they played well against UConn, but I don't think they played very well against East Carolina.
0: Well, and that is concerning because, as you mentioned, East Carolina's offense is similar to that of Cincinnati. They like to sling it. So this is a big deal because BYU is going to see exactly what East Carolina did for that latter part of the second quarter and the entire second half with Blake Kemp. Cincinnati is going to throw the ball a ton. The good news for BYU is that the secondary will be back intact for the most part. It was kind of plug-and-play on Saturday night. Kind of cool
1: as playing corner. With some
0: suspensions and different things going on. So BYU should be back close to full strength. They will need all of that to handle Cincinnati's really talented pass offense. The Bearcats
1: average 87 plays a game. That's what BYU used to be like. That's a ton of plays. The BYU defense is going to get worn out a little bit and be vulnerable a touch. They did force some turnovers, three drives in a row. That was good. But in the fourth quarter... It was tough because there were three and outs, three and outs. That's, the offense affects the defense that way as well. The BOA offense has to score points, move the ball.
0: Number four.
2: Big deal, no deal. Kyle Collings- Collingsworth. <laughs> <laughs> The 26th best college hoops player in the nation via
1: CBS Sports. Now, was Collingsworth 26 or Collinsworth? I'm confused. Uh, Collinsworth
2: was 27th.
1: Oh, 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 Collinsworth was 27th. Oh, nice. Okay. It'd be awesome if there was another college basketball player with Collingsworth. So anyway, 26th best player, that's really good. To me, that's really good. You're, you're pushing your way to possible All-American status by the end of the season. Preseason, uh, it's awesome to have a star. And BYU's star is Kyle Collinsworth now. You lose the 20th leading scorer all time in the NCAA. Kyle Collinsworth is a star and will lead this BYU team to better things than they've had the last two years, in my opinion.
0: This is a big deal to be on a list, regardless of position. I like it from that angle. But I also say no deal because I think Kyle Collinsworth has earned his way at least into the top 20. The dude had six triple, doubles, six... Six in one season? That's Wait, the is, career, that good? is that good? That's the career record. The career record for a college player. He did it in one season. He's oh, yeah, it was amazing. Mr. Triple-Double. Is that not good enough to be one of the top 20 players in the entire country?
1: Well, here's the thing with college uh, basketball. There's 351 teams.
0: Yeah, I know There's that. a lot of dudes I compared to that. football. I still think that his you know. game is so complete and so unique that he deserves to be in the top 20 of all college basketball players in the country. Anybody else have six triple doubles currently playing? No, I didn't. The ranking wasn't about how many triple doubles you had, I, but no, I think he's that really good. into
1: it. He's really good. That's the end. Is it elite? Who cares? Is Kyle Collinsworth elite <laughs> at triple doubles? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. He's the most elite at triple
0: doubles. Big deal, no deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Our Twitter question: What do you expect from Tanner Mangum back to football? On Friday night at BYU, fan nineteen ninety five says three hundred plus yards passing with multiple touchdown passes. On a bum
1: hamstring, I just I'm going to expect just a little less, but I'm going to expect more of the running game. Now here's the good news: BYU's offense as a whole on this season is one thing, and then the last two games to me is another. Tanner Mangum has taken a step forward. BYU's been a 300-passing, 150-rushing team the last two games, 500 total. That's really good. You're going to win those games unless your defense blows it.
0: How much can the BYU defense do to compensate for limited mobility and a simplified playbook for BYU? To me, it's more about the running backs in the O-line than it is the defense. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. Did Tanner Mangum practice yesterday? If so, how much? What about today? Can he get around on the field? We're going to ask BYU quarterbacks coach Jason Beck next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern.
1: And tonight at 7.30 Eastern, Inside BYU Football is back on BYU TV, an all-access look into Cougar football. Check it out tonight at 7.30 Eastern time.
0: Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the quarterback's coach at BYU, Jason Beck. Jason, first of all, welcome back. I just want to start by saying this. I think there should be bonus incentives in your contract if you have to prepare more than one quarterback within a season. Who do I need to talk to to make that happen for you?
3: Boy, just uh, send that right up the chain to probably Tom.
0: (laughs) I think that's a great idea. (laughs) I'm on it, man. I am all over that. (laughs) Right now your job has gotten that much more difficult dealing with yet another injury to one of your quarterbacks. Uh so let's let's get the condition of Tanner right now. Did he practice today? How mobile is he right now?
3: Yeah, he practiced today, took quite a few reps for us. Um obviously we're being real careful uh early in the week with just not moving him around. Um but he'll be he'll be fine come Friday night.
1: What what kind of difference do you, do you think it'll make in the game and in your preparation with this?
3: Um, you know, we'll be a little more careful to try to limit how much he has to run around. But I think when it comes down to it, we should get going on Friday night. You know, I think the juices get going. He'll be fine, and we'll be able to do more of what we've been doing, more of the same.
1: So you think you can warm him up and stretch it out or whatever um, to the point where you can have almost most of his mobility?
3: Yeah, I think so. And then, um, you know, he'll be smart. He'll probably be a little more uh, decisive with, with what he's doing. And, and, but we'll be able to do the yeah, same stuff we've been doing. We'll still move him around and move the pocket and all those same, same type of things.
0: How much will this affect the running game against Cincinnati on Friday <laughs> night? You know, really shouldn't
3: affect it too much. Tanner didn't do – you know, it's not like it was Taysom where it was an integral part of the the QB pulling and running and all those options. Um, So we'll be able to do the same stuff we've been doing with Tanner, um, which has been a lot of designed um, tellback runs. So, you know, we'll be able to do those same things. We'll still be able to do our run passes uh, where if they're playing the box, we can pull and throw it. You know, outside to somebody else. So I don't think it will, will really affect um, any of our running game that we've been doing.
1: Jason, on on uh, Saturday or uh, yeah, on Saturday night, when you looked at when you wanted or if you wanted to bring Tanner back in the game, what was that decision like uh, when fi- it's tied and then Tanner comes back in? How did you come to that decision?
3: Well, we really were just uh, planning on him being done. You know, and they went off, and and they checked it out. It sounded like he was done, and so we had just moved on um, to Bo, and we're planning on playing him the rest of the way. Um, then, with about you know, pretty right before we got that ball back, probably twenty seconds before, uh, the trainer came over and said, "Hey, he's he's uh, good enough to go," you know, and so then we threw him back in the game. But uh, they said right up until that point, he was not. Um, you know, mobile enough, healthy enough to, to play. And we were planning on them not playing. We were planning on Bo doing it all. And then, yeah, like I said, about 20 seconds before that kickoff um, return, after they tied it up, uh, the trainer came over and said he was good to go back in. So he, you know, threw his helmet on and went back in the game. What did so they you... did a great job just, you know, doing whatever they do, whatever magic they pull, just to, to get him back <laughs> to where he's healthy enough to get on the field.
0: Yeah, those guys deserve a rise and shout for sure. Uh, what did you s- What did you say to Bo Hodge before he went into the game on Saturday night?
3: Just to keep it simple with his thought process, uh, to be decisive with his reads, and um, you know, just go out there and play his game. He's, he has a lot of talent. It's obvious, obviously, his first time in the deal, and when that happens, things go a million miles an hour. And you just never know how a guy's going to react, you know, to be in that situation, especially with everything, you know, on the line like it was. Um, but, you know, as I talked to him on the phone, walking through plays that we'd probably call, um, knowing, having him tell me what his reads are, what his keys are, what his, um, you know, decisions are. You know, he, he knew what he was doing. Um, so it wasn't too big for him. You know, sometimes – you talk to a kid in that situation, and they can't remember anything. That's really good But, you know, he knew what his keys were. He knew who, what his read defenders were. Um, so then it was just a matter of getting out there and doing it. And for the most part, he did a pretty good job. You know, he's just a little fast because of the speed. And, you know, same thing Tanner went through, you know, his first uh, time getting getting out there. Things are fast. And then as you as you get playing, you get going, you know, you kind of build your confidence, you get in the rhythm, and things start to slow down for you and you can get a little more patient. Um, and, you know, to a certain extent, you don't mind. You know, he had that uh, mistake. He just was trying to do way too much. Um, but you'd rather a quarterback's too aggressive and trying to do too much than uh, kind of folding this tent under the pressure and not, you know, not not doing anything. And so although it was a big mistake, it at least shows kind of the uh, confidence that he has in himself that he was out there trying to make a play. And so we'll get him, you know, play smarter and be more disciplined. But you can tell he's out there running around, swinging the ball, um, ready to play.
0: Jason, great to talk to you. As always, I'll draft up your uh, contract negotiations with Tom Homo as soon as the show ends.
3: Okay. I mean, I can give you, you know, a percent or two, I guess, for uh, <laughs> your, your fee. So, you got so it got be well worth it.
0: All right. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> All
3: right, thanks, guys.
0: Jason back on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Desert First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Up next, just how many lists did Kyle Collinsworth make yesterday? That's in the Cougar Whip Round Plus. The elite tweet of the day? BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. What do you expect out of Tanner Mangum on Friday night? Our elite tweet of the day comes from @hwestover. I expect Tanner to take Taysom's scooter and throw it for 562 yards and 6 touchdown passes. Are you nuts? He doesn't need a scooter. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help when you need the most. DexterLot.com We're giving it to Kyle Collinsworth who is on basically every preseason award watch list. Collinsworth!
1: Thanks to Harvey Unga, Jason Beck, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter.
0: Hey, at Dopamup, my grandpa doesn't want a shirt back. This is awesome. Our Show on demand, (laughs) BYUSN.com. Shout out to Gavin McGregor. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern.